Hello, everyone, and welcome to the season finale of season three. Thank you very much for being here. I appreciate it. This episode's coming out a bit late. Uh, I had lots to get done, uh, and I've been starting new work and stuff like that, so it has uh, been hard to work on everything simultaneously, uh, but I am doing it, and we are getting into it. Yeah, no big announcements. Let's just do it. I'll talk at the end. All right, see you in there. Welcome to Dive Cloud. What is up, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> how do you do? Mike, you're muted. Hold on. I'm not muted anymore. Oh. Oh. There I am. There he yeah, is. There. We got him. There, there it is. is. There you are. How's everybody doing? Doing good. Doing good. Yeah, oh, we're doing right. Life is doing. doing. Life is good. doing. Um, yeah, so this is a podcast where we dive into clouds. No. Not, not well, actually, though, because obviously we're all sleep deprived. A big swan dive right uh, into that cloud and then right into the ground. Because that's how <laughs> physics mean, works. Cole, if you, if you store this data in the cloud, then we can live up to our name. <laughs> Whoa. Guess where this is being listened from. To the person who's listening right now. Oh, it's in the cloud. It's probably in the, it's in the cloud, cloud, I guess. Yeah. 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 And that's a pretty tricky and lame way to the cloud. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it could also be in a server in Silicon Valley. But that's all a cloud is. No. Everything's cloud's made of water. Oh, uh, you're right. Uh, data is stored in water. It's <laughs> yeah. No, don't thing. talk about my cumulonimbus like that, dude. What if, if we could store <laughs> we data put in data water? into the clouds, and now the clouds travel around the world spitting Wi-Fi. Yeah, I heard Nikola Tesla invest, invented that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wireless clouds. electricity, otherwise known cloud. as radio. Hello, my name is... Jenny Collins, I play Shava Demaxic, a Mephistopheles tiefling, and a great old one warlock. Hello, my name is Weston Lima, and I'm your rootin' tootin', aim and shootin' artificer dwarf named Darius Smokebrewer. Rootin' tootin'. Debatably aiming. <laughs> but he's always <laughs> shooting. And I am Mike Lima, I play, uh, I almost said Darius Smokebrewer, that's so funny, Galric Tombspeaker. <laughs> who is a Dwarven fighter bard, and I am staunchly opposed to the Frankenstein hot dog creation that has been talked about here today. I don't, I don't I know. You'll have to that. listen to the dive kitchen, because I think that's oh, not in this episode. There's, there's some bait then to send people over to the dive kitchen. We put those out on the, uh, the Discord. I might actually someday put all the episodes of the dive kitchen into one big long glorious. podcast and release it as a full episode on the main main channel that'd be good make it specifically different podcast listen listing one podcast pay for hosting for one podcast <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> with one episode i think that sounds like a great idea and not a waste of money not <laughs> at all i am cole luther i <laughs> i'm sorry the dramatic do... pause just got me <laughs> 
I'm Cole Luther. Wait, hold on. I let <laughs> me do like a really good like voice for this. I am Cole Luther. I am a DM who DMs things for D&D on a podcast known as Dive Cloud. This is my story. Join me with these three other people who've already introduced themselves so you know them in Dive Cloud, the podcast, the experience. All right. Not bad. <laughs> there you go. Good enough. I, I, I'd listen. Why not? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess. I mean, you yeah, do, you're right. So. Holy cow, I do. Yeah. What? Wow. Mm. If you fold your tongue back on itself, you can taste your own tongue, by the way. Just I, yeah. <laughs> just fun fact, randomly. Let's, uh... I don't think that's true. <laughs> Does anyone want a cutscene? No, I think he's right. I think it's a sin that he's right. Or, you know, that this is that meme. This is the, he's out of line, but he's right. <laughs> I don't taste like anything. Let's remake tongue tasting. Remix that call. Tongue tasting. In the last episode, you you went, oh, so tasty. I need to, I need to clip that still and remix it. And now that I've got my own clip from there, I can take that too and sort of get that. He can combine it. <laughs> oh, it's a duet. Okay. Uh let's cut we, scene. Well, we've all talked yeah. about tongues now in Tasty, so you can just make like we're, a, we're a whole thing. Apple won't let me change it. It's fine. A man with dark blue purple skin begins to walk forward. Darkness all around as a bright yellow light begins to swirl. And antlers raise up from the head of a glowing creature. Okay. What color was Andy's skin? <laughs> it was the architect. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I love how you just like, I was about to be like my <laughs> without like any thought to it. <laughs> oh, it's Andy. No, it's the architect. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, my. I don't want to hear be... your interpretations of my story. How dare you do Sh- interpretation? Shava has another brother who's blue, and I was like, "What's Paymon doing, dude? <laughs> he hasn't even appeared in the story yet, <laughs> except maybe the... he's had like a little cameo, like a flashback." Yeah. To recap what happened last episode, so you got in a little bit of a fight with a uh, machine god. Known as King Bubo, uh, you disagreed about a few things and how you should, you know, become one with the machines and enter the glowing light and, you know, all that normal, like normal dinner party kind of stuff. So uh, you were a bit rude and you attacked him. And uh, I guess we can go from calling him <laughs> King Bubo to King Boo because he got his ASB. It's kind of debatable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we ran away. It wasn't and actually. You yeah. You, you, you guys walked him pretty hard until he hit the second. Yeah. When he started like face. almost one shotting us, it was time to go. <laughs> ah, we should get out of here. <laughs> and we haven't leveled up enough in the area. We need to go kill you more need mobs. To gr- you need to go grind up in the forest. <laughs> 
More grinding required. There's tons of those spider uh, machine creatures from like the very beginning. You're going to have to kill at least a hundred of those before you're ready for the boss fight. Oh, man. That's a lot. King Bubo transformed into this giant undulating transparent jellyfish of a mass and started smashing the ground, uh, turning everything into marble. You all barely, by uh, Shava's hair, actually, managed to escape uh, such a fate after being uh, carried away by the Grass Knights and Voom, who showed up to... Uh, to You were carried away on a disc of uh, grass that began to grow and die off, and it carried you along through the woods uh, at rapid pace. So that is uh, where we left off. That's what happened. Big boss fight. All right. Woo. Hmm. So where are we carried off to? Let, let's do actually, I think a little scene of you. There's a little time where you're carried on the grass, just like about a minute or so. And so you've got Voom and these grass knights here. Uh, nothing seems to be following you. There is, um, you can see massive chunks of ground and dust shooting up into the air uh, from where you left. But it quickly, like, as you're leaving, the further you get, it almost begins to, like, after image fade away. Like, just, like, in a way that it's not, like, receding into space. It's just, like, disappearing in, like, a way that it's there until it's not there. It's it, probably hard to describe. Everything about this place is weird. So as you go to talk to to the others, Galric still has has cracked the bugbear. He would be like panting heavily and almost heaving in breath, and he'd be drooling. His eyes would be very red, and he is just still ferociously angry. And that is like the only thing you get out of him is when you go to approach him, he just turns and he just starts screaming, "I never leave a fight! I never leave!" And you can. Very easily tell that Grack is becoming the more dominant personality at the moment. Yeah, I don't know how to snap him out of. I doubt water will work <laughs> if we were to like splash him. Um, I. Huh. I feel uh, like any kind of violence against him will just further Grack's. I think I have an idea. I'm oh. gonna pull out one of the mooncakes that I made. Oh before we left. You didn't eat this one? Yeah. <laughs> what, during the, the hunger? Hey, Galeric. You should probably calm down. Try to station yourself again. Remember this? Eyes super crazy. And then he would snatch it, shove it in his mouth, and kind of like retreat a little bit from the group, turn around, at the edge of the grass bubble, sit down, and you would watch as his shape begins to transform back into Galric. All right, looks like we just need to have a mooncake on hand at all times. Well, I should probably bake some more. Then I ate a few during the the hungry, the hungry feeling. Oh, you got the hungry thing too, didn't you? Yeah, that wasn't great. All of you can feel this like pit in your stomachs where it's just like this gnawing hunger that still has it's not mechanically affecting anything but it's like yeah you're just this emptiness inside you I'm not okay. going to lie I could definitely still go for some food 
Yeah, I'm quite quite famished myself, actually. Although I don't have too much left, and I can pull out like a couple of scraps of rations that I hadn't devoured. <laughs> so and, quiet. Uh, yeah, it was really quiet for us. Or it was just like that way you were doing it. Huh. Weird. Yeah, that's normal now. Huh. Weird. As Voom says this, this grass as it has whisked you away begins to unfurl and you can start to really see what's around you fully once more. And it is this this wooden structure. So imagine like a, a bandit fort almost, like um, with palisades and like walkways. And it, it's kind of built around uh, some larger trees that exist here. And uh, it's got walls on all sides. The immediate thing that would strike you is that it was mentioned that there was like a temporary fort that had been set up, a temporary place that uh, that Izo had been working out of, and this mm. would be it. There are two grass knights up above uh, on this wall where this uh, door is set. It seems to be working on these crank with like gears in it, and uh, these two grass knights they pull at their arms and they like essentially become bows. Like the grass shifts and becomes a bow and a pointed arrow forms and they're looking down at, at the group and very quickly seeing that uh, th this grass echoes out. You actually watch the grass around you at your feet. It like does that. Um, you've seen this before where it like pulses out, pulses out and as soon as it uh, Rustles, and you actually see it grow up that wood and come up, and then they shiver, and then their bows uh, turn back into arms, and they stand at attention. Whoa. The, that door begins to open. You hear this click, 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 click. The door falls away, and you see a woman. Uh, she's extremely tall, like about seven feet tall. She has very tall pointed ears as well and she's wearing a mixture of uh, light armor and these purple robes that glitter slightly. And she waves her hand. Welcome. More of you have arrived. It's so good that we have more people, finally. Hi, I'm Eleanor. And she waves you in. I'm gonna take a look at Voom and I kind of raise an eyebrow. Like, is this all right? <laughs> okay, this is mostly positive, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, Voom likes her. Okay, cool. All right, well, if you'd say so. Uh, are we still floating or are we like on the ground now? Yeah, you're you're fully on the ground. That grass has uh, begun to dissipate and recede, and it, it sort of mixes with the rest of the grass around. Well, Galark would stand up and he'd pull his hood up real, little, like high, and then dip it way down in front of his face because it's so bright in front of him, and just kind of hang out in the back, shuffle a little bit as he moves forward. Yeah, Rory is looking around as well. She's moving up and uh, motions you guys inside as well. Well, 
I suppose if there's trusted individuals here. What? And then <laughs> from over the wall. No way. Clapping, which lets me roll. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah, perfect. Yes. No, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, swoops, flies over the the top of, of this thing, and he goes, ah! <laughs> There's some, like, hanging vines and stuff, and he starts to tumble. You actually see, so he tumbles, and he lands in, in front of you, and stands up. Totally good. Was on purpose. You actually see that his wing is bandaged oh. up as well. Oh. Oh, I mean, if if Swoops is here, we're probably in an area that we can actually trust. It seems to be we've got many characters that we haven't seen in quite a bit. Oh yeah, there's like, oh yeah, what's up, guys? Hey, I have to get back into the Swoops voice. That is not correct. Wait, I can't remember. Did yeah. he come in the tower with us? Nope, I thought he, he stayed with. behind. He nope. He came <sighs> Frederick stayed behind, I think, to take care of the uh, the shop. That's who. He's got okay. to do. That's right. He had to destroy his mortal enemy. Dust. He found uh, his eternal mission. I do feel a little bad that I think we just he's left him fine. There. Hopefully, that big city that's like barreling towards the tower. He's undead. He has no needs. He only has purpose to destroy dust. And there was a lot of it after that. Um, after the tree grew up in the middle of the city and destroyed all those buildings and there was yeah. dust everywhere, he was like, I can't go anywhere. Does <laughs> like, it? This has to be handled. <laughs> On an aside, does it bother <laughs> Frederick that as undead, he's probably still decaying and creating dust? He's actually oh. a full skeleton. Um, okay. So he, his Pure skin decay okay is like, yeah. Okay, all right. Very That's good. good. We don't. We don't need him to have any like internal conflicts and existential crises. <laughs> no. no, no. I think he already had That's... enough of that. Actually, we can <laughs> we can cast him ascending and be like, "Please have no inter- internal crises, please." <laughs> You're doing great, sweetie. If you've tried to cast sending uh, outside of the tower, you would quickly find that it is not possible. Mm. Dang. Yeah, Can't even the stuff that can transcend boy. planes, like. Those spells like don't seem to function. I, I think Archie mentioned that at some point. Yeah, he Maybe might have in the past. Disappointed. Dang yeah, I tower think tech. He probably did. That's why they've had such trouble, like actually um, organizing people going into the tower and like keeping track of things. Actual explorations. Yeah, they don't exactly have mailmen around these parts. No, not really. <laughs> So you've got Swoops there. Rory has actually started chatting with Eleanor uh, off to the side, and they seem to be conversing pleasantly. They're actually like laughing and giggling. Um, uh, Swoops and Boom are right next to you. The Grass Knights have actually begun to walk away as well into the encampment. And as you begin to look around, uh, there's sunlight here, but it doesn't make sense because there's no sky. And as you look up, the you thought maybe what at first was the top of like tree foliage. It's actually these gigantic uh, blades of grass that have wrapped around this entire area in a dome. But there is still sunlight here, like there is in all places on this level. Uh, everything is lit. I think Darius would probably go up to Voom, wherever he's at, 
and then like just start unloading just like tons of questions like super fast talk like Oh my gosh, what are you doing here? You're alive, you're here, you're safe. Have you been eaten? No, oh, you don't really eat. Um, what are you, are you safe? Who are these grass knights? How long have you been here? Where are we? Like, just like going, like just speeding up and getting faster and faster. <laughs> Voom slowly unbuttons his red and black cloak with the large collar around it. Pulls off his plastic vampire teeth. Stop. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I just know that bothers you. Um, no, I mean, it would be super cool if he was a vampire. It was just like a, oh boy. I, I knew you were going to say it'd be super cool if he actually had plastic teeth and a big cloak. <laughs> like, that'd be so, <laughs> that's like, so oh, cool. That's cool. It's funny, but. Oh my gosh. He's in disguise. No one will recognize him. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I, yes, are, are you okay? Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to decide if like I want to <laughs> respond to you like that, but then you tell me what he means afterwards, yeah, and it's like I, completely the wrong I, thing. Maybe what I'll do is I'll like take like edit out the context of me giving you it and that way in the podcast you'll actually just respond as if you know it that would be great <laughs> he's our r2d2 yeah, probably that's, that. that's yeah awesome. an r2d2 type of situation i'm i'm sorry you were left behind i didn't care enough and i just walked away and you were taken and i'm glad to see that you're safe You've grown into be quite a leader. <laughs> well, can you tell me what it is, or how you got here, and what the vampires wanted with you, and now what the grass knights want with you? What are you doing here? I've never actually asked this to you. Do you be, do you understand how you came to be and what you are? I think you're more of a real boy than you might have thought before. Because okay, hold on. This is now Weston, like trying to remember the lore. Wasn't it that the dwarves were pulling souls and putting them, or trying to put them into the? Based on what Thordric told you about, like, the redacted files that he, like, stumbled across, um, it seems that they were doing some kind of experiment. Like, the way that they actually create Warforged is somehow through, like, using actual, real, like, dwarf souls. Mm -hmm. Like, infuse them to create these artificial beings. Okay. Because otherwise they don't, they're not autonomously powered. And it seems that the power, as far as they can tell, is, like, infinitely lasting as well. Okay. It doesn't seem to degrade or, like, like get worse over time. It just keeps persisting. Whoa. Okay. The files were heavily, like, redacted, essentially. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of the information there that Thordric just did not... Didn't have. It, like, didn't have. It was, like, removed through, like, magical means, like, so that it could not be recovered. You're strong, you're here. You've got your own wants in your own life. What it is 
that you're looking to accomplish here? You're now with these grass knights. What are you fighting for? You're just with them because they took care of you? Or... As you look back to Voom, Voom uh, is like bent over, like next to a patch of grass, <laughs> like moved shockingly quickly uh, and uh, is now bent over. And you hear like this, um, you've heard Voom kind of do these sounds before, but it's a bit different than usual. There's a little bit of the grassness to the noises Voom is making, as well as there's this um, beeping, sound and you've heard Voom kind of make little utterances like this but this is the first time they seem strung together into like words and it seems that the grass reacts to this uh and then Voom bends down picking up something and it is this uh strange grass object this like little um like folded piece of grass that seems to be woven together and then Voom takes it and uh puts it on his head and it's a tiny hat Okay. Huh. <laughs> Voom definitely has seemed to stop paying attention. Uh, sure. To what? Like, I imagine Darius has, like, been talking, <laughs> like, that whole time. And yeah. he literally has not heard a word. No, he just walked away. <laughs> Can I come up behind Darius and, like, grab him by the shoulder and, like, I think he really likes it here. I think you're right. He seems to connect to this place in a way that he hasn't connected somewhere else before. Uh, I don't know how that's possible. He wasn't... He was created before the tower arrived. Hmm. I mean, the world works in mysterious ways, right? It does. Uh, can I pull out the green, the lime green gem? Yeah. Can I do, like, a, an arcana or an intelligence or technology check to figure out what power's coming this out of is, it? This is a technology check. Okay. Tech check. Tech yeah, check. you. Tech check. Oh, I should call it that for sure. The tech check. Tech check. 24. 24. That's good. You started to understand. A I I'm actually going to reveal something um, lore wise. Uh, it has, as you focus on it, you, you're used to magic. You've used magic before. <laughs> Plenty, right? And you're used to technology and you've used these crystals before. They give off a similar aura, like this this feeling that you get, this like tingling sensation uh, of this energy that comes off of it. You felt this very similar energy with magic as you do with these crystals, but there's something different about it. And something clicks in your head where you just realize that they are visibly and they feel very similar they accomplish the same goal but there is something at the fundamental level that is just inherently different about them and mechanically what this means is there are effects that will appear as magic in the tower but they are driven off of some sort of mechanical principle rather than a magical one oh they are working somehow physically through machine rather than magic but they appear magical Huh. And this just clicks in hmm. your head. Huh. Um. Hmm. What is it, Darius? I think that these gems. I like. I'll hold it up and kind of look at it. I'm gonna look like really close to it to see if I can see inside of it because I never thought to sure. look and see if they were transparent. But like, I think these are powered by. 
by creation, by mechanical, by engineering, by something other than pure arcana. There is something driving these, different than how you or I or your amulet cast spells. The energy of this is different. It's masked, in a way. Can I see into it and see if I see anything? <laughs> it is semi-transparent, but there's nothing inside of it. Okay. Uh, and looking further, it, it really does just seem to be uh, an, a you know, faceted crystal. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see. Shava, would you mind if I took a look at your amulet, please? You could keep it on your neck. I just need to look at it. Sure. Um, I'll kneel down. Oh yeah, he's short. That's a yeah, great moment. <laughs> yeah, I'll kneel down and pull out my amulet. It's on like this longest chain that like falls, um, pretty low on her chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and hand it to you. But... Can I do a technology check on this one too? Yeah. Um, that's a sixteen. A thought passes past your head. Uh, something that Rory told you, uh, or told Shava about the amulet a long, a long while ago. There was some sort of limiter on this necklace, like that there was something holding it back and that that specifically seemed mechanical. It seems that Rory is attuned to that, the arcane and the mechanical in in this same, whatever aura is being given off that you're now picking up on now that you've been here and you're paying attention to it. Mm -hmm. Rory seemed to be uh, naturally able to tap into that and you, you get a much similar sense. There is something incredibly powerful in Shava's amulet. Like, right. as you tune into it and focus on it, it's like you're, it's hard to even see properly. It's Dude. like your vision is blinded uh, because of how intense it is. But very quickly, it is overshadowed by this other mechanical uh, aura, this presence uh, that feels like it is uh, restricting or caging or pulling back at this other energy. Hmm. Anything, anything weird, Darius? Yeah, it's, we've known for a while now, and you've shared with us that there's something very powerful about this, this amulet of yours, and that it, it is part of the source of your power, and you don't know where it came from, or that it, it came from your brother, uh, and that there's something greater to do with it, hence also the arrival of... What did we name him? Sludge? Sl what is... Slud. Slick. Of, slick. Uh, oh, slick. slick. Yeah, Slick is there, just very much uh, hiding in um, a recessed area of, of like, wood. Just kind of crouched down. He's probably, like, right next to Galric, and I look okay. over and see him there, I'm like, oh. And then I just shuffle over a little bit further away from him. <laughs> <laughs> both crouched in darkness together. You also see that Rory has uh, begun talking with Swoops, and they're they're hugging and and chatting. And Eleanor seems to have um, went into this interior area back. But and I just wanted to follow up with what what else is going on. So, Shava, I think we've all kind of known for a while that you were the strongest of us. But do you ever feel like you're locked, or that you can't? release as much as you want to or that you feel like you could I don't I don't know to be honest most of the time when I use my powers it just 
makes me feel sick again. Mm. So when I used that Eldritch Beam on on that being that killed Yang, yes, it it was just this overwhelming feeling of being ill more than anything else. If the full power was released, I don't know if that would be a good or a bad thing. It, I don't know if it would make me bedridden again. Darius. Darius, can you give me a religion check? Yeah. I can do that. Ooh. Wow. I'm like playing real <laughs> D&D today. My dice have been solid. <laughs> we haven't been in combat yet. When have we played that? That... <laughs> Um, that's a 25. 25. That's good. There have been a few times where, uh, you felt a divine inspiration, a burst of like that Eureka moment, you know, but it is sometimes tied to a divine energy, uh, like the God of discovery. Sometimes it feels like that moment is reinforced or like intensified through that, uh, devotion that you have. There is something similar at play. The energy that is being caged is divine in nature. Hmm. Which one's? It's the god of love that got killed, right? Or is the you, one that's missing? Where did learn from that? Told Asmodeus. Told us. Seen. Was oh yeah. Wait. Was was that revealed from Asmodeus? Yeah. I I think that was something that happened with. I just don't want to. Um, because there was some info revealed with the uh, that angel that talked to Yang, and I don't want to. Like, no, I'm pretty sure that. It, but... I'm pretty sure we knew. About Shava the got all that information. Okay. Yeah. Oh yes. Yep. That's what it was. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yes, the there was at some point a celestial god of love that was broken into uh, seven shards. All right, Shava. I have a theory. You know that we've got the gods of our world. We've got discovery, nurture, power, order, impulse. And then as we learned, love was destroyed. Most of my power comes from discovery, the essence of coming up with something new, learning things, discovering things. I think you have a connection to the once existing god of love. It's just a theory I have. I'm kind of rambling now because I'm getting a little bit excited. But I think as we've seen before, you have a strong love for your friends and for your family and for the things of this world and treating people with kindness and with love. I think, I don't know. I don't know and I can't speak for you, but I think you have a stronger nature and connection than most other people. That would be insane, Darius. That means that the God of love would still exist in some form. I mean, they were broken, right? Into pieces. Into seven shards, or at least that's what we learned. Maybe they don't necessarily have to be giant shards, or they don't, they take different forms. All I know is that the energy that I can feel from your amulet and the energy I feel when I cast spells and the energy from this place, they all intertwine and mingle, and a lot of it seems to be focalized off of this and holding up her her amulet. I'm going to just kind of like stare into the zone 
stone and whispered, So this could be, with this theory, a shard of the god god of love. Go ahead and Shava give me a... Either religion or persuasion, whichever you're better at. Whoa. Yeah. Probably a warlock persuasion. persuasion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, charisma. Uh, let's see. Yeah. 22. is good. Shava, you, again, feel that same thing that Darius felt. Like this. Um, but it becomes visual for you. Whereas for Darius, it was a feeling. For you, you start to see this glowing light and it kind of washes out the world. Like the world is washed out and it gets hard to see the other people. It gets hard to see everything. And there's this um, shadowy mechanical nature. Like uh, essentially imagine like an inky mechanism, like and it sprouts from your chest and it's holding back this energy that's seeping out. You don't hear a voice, but you get this sense for, um, like, desire, or, or it's like, it's communicating. And you start to be able to piece together these these thoughts and ideas that are not your own. But there's no auditory, like, sound. It's, it's this feeling. Once I kind of realize what's happening, I want to dig deeper. Okay. And see if I can connect further with the amulet. You see, as you look around, these discs, like these these um, super flat discs, and they seem to like you're you're standing on one, and then you're also like you're in multiple places at the same time. So you're like both standing on the disc and looking at yourself standing on the disc at the same time, and then you see that disc, uh, like there's more, and they just seem to go upwards forever. And you feel like you can see all of them very clearly, even though they're infinite. And then there's one disc below you. While this is happening, is there anyone that I see that does not have a disc? You get the sense that this some this is the tower, and you're seeing all of it in one moment. Is there anything of note? Like anything? Uh, really it depends on what you're. What What would you be looking for? Because nothing really jumps out at you. It's just those discs, the one beneath, and then where you are, and then infinitely upwards. Oh, actually, seeing the entire tower, the last disc. It's infinite, but there's an end. There's an ending, but then there's infinitely many between that ending and where you are. Okay, so it's just like it feels like it's continuously multiplying, but there is yeah, there is a There's last a prime digit to disc. Pi. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, and on that disc, you see the energy at your chest like actually flowing between the two. That that energy and it's quickly like pulled back in. Like Then the things I really quickly want to see if I can see on this before I address that energy thing is location of Lucius, location of the crystals. If if this is okay. actually the crystals, the pieces of the god of love, then I want to see if I can see them like a network of Ooh. stars. You do. You get this overwhelming sense that you are correct. 
this is a shard of love. It just, it, it becomes truth in your mind immediately. And the one at the top of the tower is also a shard of love. And what you realize is that that same shard that's at the top is also everywhere else. It is making up part of the tower in hmm. some way. That that shard of love at the top of it is also throughout everything. It gives you this sense of resonance with the rest of the tower entirely. Uh, like everything is part of this uh, shard of love that resides within the tower. Can I get an inkling of what would happen if we removed and recombined the shards of love? Would the tower go away? I, I, I think that's beyond what you're able to to get here, unfortunately. Good question. Yeah, uh, it it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like that is um, like that's not information that exists essentially. Okay, then once I know that information. At that point, I'm going to say that Chava feels that blockage happening with the locket. Mm-hmm. And she's going to attempt to push through. So you feel this sickness, this knot in your stomach. And now that it's visualized, you see what's happening. This mechanical inky blackness has creeped out from the amulet and it's held the energy in and it's beginning to creep over your body. These mechanical spindly, like almost fingers wrapping around you. Oh. <laughs> And if you're trying to push through, you're going to have to make uh, a check here. This is, um, is there a good, like, force of will check? Like, what is that? uh, Wisdom saving throw. I think that makes sense here. Okay. 19. 19's good. You try to push through, and some of those fingers retreat as you feel a stronger connection to your amulet and it almost feels like it's weakening the the fingers the connection that you are directly making and you start to actually your body feels like it's uh almost not even there you get the sense for your own soul like your own being within you this energy that makes up what you are and you feel it having this direct connection to the shard of love and it seems to weaken the the surrounding uh, inky darkness. It doesn't completely stop it. And then you get this overwhelming surge of energy to the point of suddenly becoming exhausted and the world begins to fade back in and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Whoa. Dude! 19. 19 dice are pretty hot good. today. The blessed dice. This is the one. My little pink one. It's rolling real good. <laughs> that overwhelming amount of energy, like, you feel like your soul oh. is going to burst. Like, like you, your body is going to split into a million pieces and just be everywhere. It is so overwhelmingly intense that constitution saving throw was just to try and and keep some of that energy back that inky darkness actually as you do this helps you accomplish your 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 goal of not basically being destroyed by this amount of energy and it helps keep that energy uh at bay from the crystal 
your vision goes dark. Everything, like you can see the world again. It's it's all back. Uh, and your vision was starting to fade out and go black. And you're seeing these like the red, blue flecks and like the, you know, if, if anyone's ever lost consciousness, there's these like white little dots that flit around when you, when that happens uh, or when you get really dizzy. Uh, and your vision slowly begins to fade back and you have this headache and this sickening feeling in your in the pit of your stomach. Uh, but with how well you rolled, you now feel a stronger connection. That vision that you had where you could see the tower itself, you feel like you could get back there easier than you than you did um, the last time. Whoa. What this probably looked like, because I'm assuming Darius was sitting there, was like, <laughs> Shava's eyes probably like clouded over. Her, her, yeah, her eyes are um, just like glowing slightly. Like when oh. she casts magic, uh, they are rapidly changing oh. color as well. So you know how um, Shava's oh. eyes will change color every day? Yeah. Um, we don't talk about that often, but it does happen. Yeah. Well, it, it'd be weird if I just like every single time I was like, today's eyes are dark blue. <laughs> Whatever you want. Um, but but yeah, like those eyes that um, that she has, they're like cycling and glowing. And, and um, uh, she is just staring into space and then almost falls over. Uh, can I catch her? Yeah, there is. Or is she actually going to fall over? Or is it just no, kind of like she, she stumbles actually, a bit? As she stumbles and you try to put your arms out, she actually manages to right herself without falling. Cool. Um, is she conscious yet, or is she still just kind of in this moment? It's up, it's I guess up it's up to, to Jenny, uh, yeah. Jenny. I think Chava would, like, reach for her forehead. And, it, like, she'd be conscious, but she'd be, like, feeling out of it, right? I guess probably wouldn't say much at first. He'd just kind of be staring like, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> I saw the whole tower. I saw the end of it and the infinite in between. Uh, 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 what? 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 <laughs> There's... We were right. It's a shard. There's another one. On the top floor. I thought the tower didn't have an end. I thought it was just... It went and it went and it went. It does and it does. Oh. Um. Well, I mean... Do you feel... Strongly like about moving forward somewhere? Do you want to go find it? Do you want to connect with it? Do you want to avoid it? There's something, and she's gonna like start getting her bearings back together a little bit and just like full on sit on the ground <laughs> at this point. <laughs> the god of love is throughout the whole entire tower. It could potentially have something to do with the reason it's here or why it's shattered or any number of connections that exist. Hmm. You said that this amulet was your brother's first, right? It was supposed to be, but I found it. Hmm. 
If he's in here, he might have more answers. There's something else. It's restraining itself. There's some sort of... I, you're right, I definitely have not been working at full power. If that's how you want to say it. Um, there's this inky blackness that is holding back what is actually happening. And I tried to pull apart the inky blackness and I felt it ripping my soul apart. <laughs> that's like a big statement. <laughs> um, are you okay? <laughs> Don't you hate when... Don't you hate when the god of love just like is so powerful that they rip your soul apart? <laughs> oh my god, just another Tuesday. <laughs> I'm I'm fine. I managed to hold it together, but my bond with it now is stronger and the the dark powers are receding, but I don't I don't know if the thing holding it back is good or bad. And I also look- don't know whether it's keeping me alive. <laughs> I would look over at uh, Slick and be like, you said inky blackness, right? Did it look anything like that? And point over at Slick. Do not point at me, flashback. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what is the resemblance to Slick on this? I'm assuming they looked pretty similar. Yeah, it, it I'm is. assuming I look at his hands and I get uh, finger PTSD. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, the inky blackness and the machiny elements, like, the, it is it is one and the same. It, it it appears to be, like, exactly the same kind of stuff. Yeah, it was exactly the same. Well, then I suggest when we go to get your brother that we assume extreme caution. It... I'm glad we didn't go there first. It may be trying to hold down the god of love. Well, how do you, how do you want to proceed? Do you want to go there first, or do you want to skip around it and try and find answers elsewhere first, or do you think you'd find the answers you're looking for if we go to find your brother? Hey, like, I don't want to interrupt, <laughs> but, like, uh, like you guys have been standing out here for, like, forever, and we're, like, trying to, like... But it's good to see you, like, and all that, but, like, <laughs> we're trying to, like, plan some, like, steps, or, like, flies, right? <laughs> like, because like, I don't, I don't, I guess I step. It's like, but, like... Flies? <laughs> like, flaps. Oh, flaps there you is go. so much better. Um, Some flaps. Uh, so, like, I don't know what you guys are up to out here. You're just kind of like staring at each other. Uh, is that whatever? Like, we're we're inside. Like, uh... um, I, I am I'll, going I'll, I'll to... give you. T- I'll give you time. It's fine. We'll be in in a minute. I think hey, whatever swoops. it is might be putting my brother in harm's way. They may be wanting to use him as a bargaining chip in order to get the peace back. I don't know what that means, but I think that means we should make haste before he be. I think he's in danger. Okay. Well then, let's plan. 
and hope that we're strong enough for whatever's coming. I have no doubt that we'll be able to fight our way through anything. Somehow, <laughs> I feel like there might be an extra god and his name is Luck, and he seems to be on our side. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Galric would kind of walk slowly back up to the group. Crusta, you're such a crusta. Luck's a lady. <laughs> Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen this lady, Luck, Gallery? Me? I've seen a lot of ladies. Luck's definitely been one of them. <laughs> uh, Shava's going to stand up then and um, kind of like dust herself off. I don't want the year swoops come out and yell at us again. Because I never expected that to happen in my lifetime. So let's get going. <laughs> And Chava's probably just going to meander back. As you enter this wooden structure, you see a, a few familiar faces. So Swoops is entering with you guys. Actually, he's entering a bit ahead. And he's like waving you in with his uninjured wing. Rory's in there. Uh, there's actually a, a single guard. You remember the guards who came in? There's one guard there. You also see Sam. Oh. So Sam and Eleanor are both leaned over this. It looks like a map, but it's it's a bunch of concentric circles and it, it's got notes written into the margins and things like that. Eleanor looks up, straightening her back. Ah, we are in the midst of a bit of a planning session. Always good to have more hands on deck. People have been filling me in about you. You are all very interesting. And I think that's where this episode probably ends, right? Huh? Dude. Eventually. Very cool. Mm. Dude. Dude. Let's go talk about whether or not Sam's a doppelganger right. in the deep end. <laughs> oh, okay. Lore. 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 This is Very a lore, lore episode. Lore. Lore-rific. Lore. <laughs> so much lore. Uh, yeah, we're gonna head off into the deep end to like dig in and, and talk about this. You can, um, if you want to listen to those, uh, head over to the Patreon. It's two dollars a month for that. And uh, awesome. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for Thanks listening. For we're gonna go munch. Bye. On the Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Smash into the ground through a cloud. No one else. Nope. 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 Well, we have done it. We have done three seasons. We are 48 episodes in, and yeah, we're done with season three. So that's huge. Uh, thank you for joining us. It's been quite the journey. Uh, season four is going to come out at some point. We've got a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, gives us time to record more episodes, build up our backlog, allows me to do some editing in advance, and then... We'll kick it back up probably in a month or two, if I had to guess, but uh, don't hold me to that. We'll see what happens. Um, we're probably going to do some mini episodes. And yeah, thank you all. Again, I really do appreciate it. Uh, if you want to see more of me, I am streaming on Twitch over at twitch.tv slash of hearts. That's V-A-L-E of hearts. Uh, and if you're interested in seeing what Mike is up to, Mike has been producing some really great D&D &D content. If you look up uh, Amplis Ordo Games Patreon, he's been doing 
his own homebrew adventures and custom maps. It's all really cool stuff. So go check that out as well. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, stay tuned. Uh, join the Discord if you want updates. I have not been active on the Twitter. Twitter isn't fun to use. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Thank you again. Uh, season three, baby. Bye. Machine and soul. It is a cycle, more distant, reunified, the world. Time sings, time stops, reunified, separation. It is a cycle. They push this world, time sings and begins. A heavy heart sings, times and it is union, separation who pulls our strings, machine and soul. Machine and soul. It is a cycle, more distant, reunified, the world. Time sings, time stops, reunified, separation. It is a cycle. They push this world, time sings and begins. A heavy heart sing times and it is union, separation, who pulls our strings. Do you think machines imagine machine and soul?